0: Hey there, welcome to The Tint, I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. In the botanical-style aquarium, we embrace so many previously underappreciated and seldom discussed, been in aquarium circles anyway, aspects of nature. None to me is more profound than the way in which we as an aquarium movement have come to appreciate the microbiome, which is defined as a community of microorganisms like bacteria, fungi, and biofilms that inhabit a particular environment. In our case, the environment is our botanical-style aquariums. And that's a fundamental thing for us, recruiting and nurturing the community of organisms which support our aquariums. In fact, one could safely assert that the whole basis of the botanical-style aquarium is the very materials, botanicals, soils, and wood, which comprise the infrastructure of our aquariums. Not only do the botanicals create a physical and chemical environment which supports these life forms, it allows them to flourish and support the lifeforms above them, And it all starts with bacteria. We have the beneficial bacteria, which facilitate the nitrogen cycle, we're all familiar with those, and they play an indispensable role in the function of our little worlds. The botanical style aquarium is no different. In fact, this is where I start wondering. It's the place where my basic high school and college elective course biology falls away and you get into more complex aspects of aquatic ecology and aquariums, stuff that's probably above my pay grade, but nonetheless as an enthusiast of this stuff I have to question once in a while. So it's important to at least understand this concept, this whole biome concept, as it can relate to aquariums. It's worth doing a bit of research and pondering. It'll educate you, it'll challenge you, it'll make you a better overall aquarist. In this little blog, I can't possibly cover every aspect of this stuff, but I can touch on a few points that I think are really fascinating and impactful. And we might introduce something a little new to you today, too. Many of us are moving beyond even just that. that pretty look of the botanical style aquarium and moving into a deeper stage of understanding how our aquariums function as miniature ecosystems. That's a real important shift. And that embraces lots of little microorganisms, particularly the bacteria. And there's another class of bacteria that we probably haven't talked about much before, and we're going to be talking about a lot pretty soon. The bacteria, which will be more and more important in botanical style blackwater brackish aquariums because of what they do, how they live, and what, how they function. Into our little friend, Rhodospumonis palustris. This is an amazing little species of what uh, bacteria that biologists call purple non sulfur bacteria, or PNSB. Now, PNSB consume carbon and nutrients in aerobic environments, thereby competing with microbes that produce toxic metabolites, such as hydrogen sulfide. Uh, unlike nitrifying and denitrifying bacteria, though, they're capable of performing photosynthesis. Interesting. So in addition, they've been demonstrated to repeatedly to possess strong probiotic properties that promote the health of diverse aquatic species. Now PNSB is found in freshwater, marine, and brackish environments, in the water column, the sediments, and even in the guts of animals like corals. This is a really highly adapted photosynthetic bacteria, which balances nutrient cycling in all types of aquatic and terrestrial systems. It's an efficient biodegradation biodegradation catalyst in both aerobic and anaerobic environments. Like nitrifying bacteria, PNSB metabolize ammonium and nitrite and nitrate. And they're not just important to the nitrogen cycle. They're also capable of anaerobic organelle heterotrophy, a process of removing, and say that 10 times fast, say it one time fast actually, but it's a process of removing dissolved organics from the water column, just like other microbes. They're the basis of our latest product, Culture, and its sister product, Nurture. That are going to give you the biological advantage you need for a successful, biologically diverse botanical-style aquarium. These, I think, are going to be really interesting products and fundamental. A big, it's a big fork in the road in our development of this part of the hobby, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to see this, this product be applied. Now, PNSB are useful for their ability to carry out a particularly unusual mode of metabolism, anaerobic photoheterotrophy. In this process, I'm gonna get another one of those $10 words, but in this process, they consume organic wastes while inhibiting moderately, uh, by by inhabiting a moderately illuminated environment. I don't know why I'm stumbling on my words today, but I always get that way when there's all these autotrophy, heterotrophy things going on. So let me just tell, let me backtrack again and tell you that. So they can live in moderately illuminated and even poorly oxygenated microhabitats like patches of detritus, leaf litter beds, shallow depths of substrate. Deeper pores of expanded clay media like filters, uh, etc. etc. So, by competing with other anaerobes like methanogenic archaeans and sulfite reducing bacteria for food, I am tripping over everything by the way, uh, these are like voracious voracious little sludge eaters and they really can reduce uh, the production of toxic byproducts like methane and hydrogen sulfide. Now, PNSB have been used to remediate water quality in highly intensive aquaculture operations for many, many years. This is not new. Obviously, they've been around for billions of years, but using them in aquaculture is is an interesting thing. They're increasingly being used to amend soils, particularly soils burnt by chemical fertilizers in horticultural applications. They have probiotic qualities which serve to suppress disease in numerous cultured species. Another interesting thing. And and PNSB absolutely love living as epiphytes on aquatic plants, in other words, attaching to them. Specifically, they consume organic waste products that are secreted by the plant. And the plants love them back. PNSB fertilize host plants with their surpluses of fixed nitrogen. What an interesting relationship, right? And of course, what's major interest to those of us who play with aquatic plants in our botanical style aquariums, PNSB is also known to form direct beneficial associations with the root systems of both terrestrial and aquatic plants. So that's interesting. It also could be used as a root prep to help them absorb nutrients from the soil. There's a definite relationship that's fascinating. Now, ultimately, as they're consumed by bacteria bores, you know, protozoans, rotifers, copepods, sponges, et cetera, and even fish fall into that category, PNSB uh, pass essential biomatter like proteins, vitamins, and pigments right along the food chain. Ah, the food chain. Here we go again. As in helping to establish a food chain in our aquariums. This is an amazing, fascinating, possibly game-changing embrace of biology in our aquariums. It's something that we really need to think about. Food chains, food production from within the aquarium and its closed ecosystem. Food production? Yes, food production. I know we've talked about this before and it's not really a crazy idea, right? I mean, for decades in the aquariums, fishes, or more specifically fish fry, found have found you know, sustenance in aquariums poking around plants and leaves as they hide from predators, often hanging on until we net them out to a rearing tank. I'm thinking about those deliberately overgrown jungle t- tanks of my childhood, you know, when you have all the plants growing in there so the fry can hide and live until you get them. There's something going on there. And in the botanical-style aquarium, and we talked about this before, it's even more obvious, as you see adult fishes doing the same thing. Yeah, if you look really closely at your botanical-style aquariums, and I know many of you do, you'll see your fishes foraging on the back of botanicals and the wood, picking off something. And I've noticed during times when I've you know traveled a lot and haven't been around to feed my fishes that they're not even slightly slimmer upon my return, despite not even having been fed for days or even weeks. And of course, I've shared with you ad nauseum the deliberate aquariums that I've set up to test this theory. What are they eating in my absence? Well, bacteria and biofilms, for one thing. And then there's our friends, the fungi. Yeah, you heard me. Fungi. And you're like, those guys again? Yep, those guys. Now, fungi reproduce by releasing tiny spores that germinate on new and you know, hospitable surfaces, like pretty much anywhere they damn well please. And these aquatic fungi are involved in the decay of wood and leafy material. And of course, when you submerge terrestrial materials in water, growths of fungi tend to arise first. That's one of the first things we see on wood. And of course... Uh, fishes and invertebrates, which live amongst and feed directly upon the fungi, and deposing leaves and botanicals contribute further to the breakdown of these things as well. So aquatic fungi can break down the leaf matrix and make energy available to feeding animals in these habitats. Again, are you getting a kind of a, a sense that everything works with everything else here? That food chain idea is really fascinating. Now, fungi tend to colonize wood first, or botanicals for that matter, because they offer them a lot of surface to thrive and live out their life cycle. And... Cellulose, hemocellulose, and lignin, the major components of wood and botanical materials, are degraded by fungi, which pass enzymes, uh, they possess enzymes that that pass this material through the the stuff, and then they can digest them more easily. Fungi are regarded by biologists to be the dominant organisms associated with decaying leaves and streams. So this gives you some idea as to why we see them in our aquariums, right? It also gives you an idea that they're pretty valuable to the environment. And of course, it goes even beyond that. Because of the very operating system of our tanks, which features, and I use the operating system in quotes, um, for want of a better word, which features decomposing leaves, botanicals, soils, roots, etc. We're able to create a remarkably rich and complex populations of creatures within them. This is one of the most interesting aspects of the botanical-style aquarium to me. We have the opportunity opportunity to create an aquatic microcosm which provides not only this interesting aesthetic that we all love, it provides some supplemental nutritional value for our fishes and, perhaps most important, nutrient processing. A self-generating population of creatures that complement, indeed create, the biodiversity in our systems on a more or less continuous basis. That's true functional aesthetics indeed, isn't it? We're really excited to be introducing culture and nurture products which we feel will have a profound influence on the way we start, maintain, and evolve our botanical style aquariums in a natural way. In my opinion, it's all part of the game that we play in here in the the botanical style aquarium community. No other hobby specialty is poised to study, appreciate, and embrace this vast diversity of processes of nature like we can do now. Uh, Botanical style hobbyists like yourself are filled with great ideas, you're executing daily, sharing the stuff, and going beyond just the style, the look. And it's incredibly exciting and humbling to realize that the mental shifts that our community has taken, going beyond just those aesthetics and really working with nature as opposed to fighting her, will probably yield some of the most important breakthroughs in the history of the aquarium hobby as we move forward. And I don't say that lightly. As someone who's been in this hobby for many decades, I feel that we're poised a, you know, to enter a new era where more and more discoveries are going to be made simply by revisiting things we've talked about in the past and perhaps forgotten about or things we haven't appreciated in the past. By incorporating biology and, and ecology into our work, we're starting to get a greater understanding of the, the whole and how this works. And it starts by embracing new ideas, old concepts, and even different applications. It starts by embracing the smallest allies. Stay creative, stay resourceful, Stay enthralled and stay excited. We'll be launching those new products real soon. Stay bold. It's one of my favorite things to tell you because you got to be brave when you're trying new ideas and new things and you guys have been nothing but brave and I'm very proud of this community for all you've done. Keep up the great work. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for spending part of your day with me and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tin.